Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by Sonny Edwards. Sonny, you've done a little bit of housework before I pushed the cord there. Everything's all right in the house? You good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's out. Everything's out now. I'm all good to go. Uh, you just said you're back from the gym there. Before we talk some boxing, I just want to get your... You've been quite vocal on Twitter the last couple of days with... Obviously, I just want to come straight into it, if you don't mind, with the thing that Anthony Joshua read out at the like Black Lives Matter protest in Watford. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you interpret that, what Anthony Joshua said? Because I know how quite a lot of people on Twitter, especially people that are tweeting you, how they've interpreted it, but how did you interpret it? And you know what, when it comes to stuff like this, yeah, especially as a, I don't know, like a white young male, I don't know, of, of a certain kind of influence, yeah, I guess there's a, there's a certain responsibility, do you know what I mean? And, and so the way I answer, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, antagonise anyone or anything, but I just feel like a lot of people that really got up in arms about it, bear in mind, the first thing he said before he even read the speech was that I didn't write this. You know, he's reading a speech. You know, people, people do these things, you know, like eulogies and, like, people do these things at times like this. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is something that happens. Yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't spoken to him, so I don't know if he was a... You know, if that's what he wanted to do, if that's what he wanted, he might have wanted to get them words off his chest. I don't know. I don't know the personal reasons as to why Asia did what he did. However, I think it's mad, me personally. So I think it's pretty obvious to me that when he's talking in, you know, in the, in the personal pronouns, you know, they, them, their. Like for me, it seems like he's talking about racist. I, I don't know how anyone else could watch that different. Mm. Yeah, okay, maybe he could specify you know and reiterate the racist people but like i feel like in his words he's, he's making that very like he's saying don't support their businesses he's not talking about white people like his management company what is it um 258 mm -hmm. isn't isn't most of the the the, the 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 people on that white no am i am i, am I wrong in thinking that no, no. like his trainer a white male like I, I i know there's that whole thing the, the argument that everyone's using is that um screenshot from years ago of Eddie Chambers. I don't have no idea the full truth or backstory about that. The picture always looked a bit ropey to me anyway. Like it never like like my Instagrams never look like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It might be it might all be legit and he might have said those things, but that's a whole different that's a whole that he's talking to a black man. Do you know what I mean? About 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 I don't know. I, I can't I can't comment on that because I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't like but at the end of the day I feel like we are lucky to be in such a diverse, multicultural world in boxing. And I feel like as someone that's involved in boxing, you're forced to mix a lot with a lot of different people from all different types of life. And I think that's one of the, like, the best things about it. I mean, just in my lifespan of 15 years, I've mixed and mixed very well. And I'm talking like become close personal friends with people from all walks of life. I'm talking, um, you know... You have your rich boys that you find. You have you, 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 the well-spoken ones, and you've got the the ones from the estate, and you've got the ones that are using boxing as their way to escape out of trouble. You've got every different type of which way, and you've got all the different countries, the different races. Like boxing is its own sort of family, mm -hmm. and I feel like we always see that. So I know I'm speaking out a little bit. I mean, this is something I did want to talk about. I know it's not directly related on the question you asked. Mm -hmm. No, and you got this. That's about. Yeah, this this is something that that I a lot of people might think I'm being prophetic, and I completely understand. Like I, I do completely understand with what I'm about to say here is when the Black Lives Matter movement first exploded on this time around, yeah, after George Floyd, um, 
my stance was that is terrible. Watch the video, that's disgusting. Obviously, any loss of life is a shame, it's, it, especially when it's taken from you. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that I do do truly believe in. Um, sorry, one second. But for the first couple of days, I didn't really speak or or comment on it because my stance was I'm against this. I'm against racism in any form. You know what I mean? As someone that's you know parenting the child with with someone of mixed heritage you know what i mean um my son's mum is half jamaican for example not that that really qualifies me like oh, i can't be racist but i mean i think that gives an idea do you know what i mean um the people like my closest friend in the world people see me around a lot with you know is levi um as well as do you know what i mean it's like so for me i know i'm not a racist person i know that categorically i know that um my education i was uh, around heavily diverse people you know um, people from all different heritages different countries different cultures everything and that was one of the good things about my upbringing my my childhood as well as my boxing because you know i've become great friends with you know people like like, like travelers mm -hmm. for example that probably wouldn't have met too much if it weren't for boxing um as well as like all different types of people but um different communities people from different countries so and, and I, for me i feel like differences should be celebrated not used to separate us you know what i mean that's my personal but what i'm so getting back to the original point what i was trying to make i didn't say anything i didn't speak out on nothing because i just thought who really cares about a 24 year old white boy's opinion from 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 london uh, living in sheffield about some, you know, so i didn't say anything for the first couple of days but then there was a lot of pushback of oh well you've got influence anyone that's got influence and not posting i'll oh, be see you now do you know what i mean and mm -hmm. So obviously I did end up speaking on it and, and and supporting it because that is my belief. That's the side I'm on. But I just at first didn't really think, does anyone want to know my opinion on this? Like I didn't think so. I I, I didn't think I have a, a qualified opinion to be speaking on black race matters in America or anywhere in the world because I as a white man, like I, I'm a privileged white man, just like you are yourself. Like like we all are, you can't, you can't escape that privilege. Um, and I don't think other ethnic minorities are trying to you know, take away that privilege for you because that is just systematic. But what they're trying to do is, you know, just they would, they would appreciate people just to be like, yeah, look, you know what? I am in a privileged position compared to other people. I've never had to wake up and worry if I'm going to make it back through my door because of the colour of my skin. Mm -hmm. I've driven a nice car around for the last year, quite new. I look like 16, 17. I don't look like I should be jumping out of the car I drive. Um, I've never been stopped, not once. I drive like most people my age, you know, um, I'm not I'm, I'm not a reckless driver, but you know I drive. You know what I mean? Mm. I've never been stopped, but how comes my 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 pals, who I'm around with all the time, they're getting stopped twice a week for nothing? These are university students, black lads. That's the difference. You know what I mean? It's like we we have there, there is difference that people need to appreciate and understand. Like me as a white male, I'll never be able to. Me as an innocent looking white male, I'll never be able to understand. You know, the headache of going to work and oh, I'm getting pulled over again today. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is so, that's such a little percentage of the whole picture. Obviously, I'm just using that as an example. Like, people like George Floyd, you know, walking around the street one day, didn't wake up the next. Uh -huh. um, so, when people like Anthony Joshua, who, his rich heritage, he's a proud, you know, man of African heritage, Nigerian, you know, he's got the African flag on him. You know what I mean? He's he's very proud of that culture. Do you know what I mean? So 
when you, there's a worldwide global movement and as arguably the most the most famous black african-american boxer at the moment current active boxer at the moment is anthony joshua mm. so for him to come out and say a speech that he thought hits the mark that he even said he didn't write and just because of a couple of there they and thems people even though he's aimed at racist people and, and the way he's his, the, the context and the narrative of his voice he's talking about you know the people that don't want to see you succeed the people that don't want to see you win the people that don't like your culture don't, do you know what I mean the people that want to make it separate don't support them mm-hmm. you know like you have your multi-millionaires multi-millionaires that have not spoke up not donated not helped which is cool it's their money they can do what they want but then don't support them do you know what I mean don't support the ones that have the platforms and haven't but that's on you he's just saying that like, do your personal thing if you mm-hmm. stop going to a shop like that's where it's going to hurt them not putting up tweets the real, a lot of the real world don't live on Twitter or yeah. social media. Why do you think the polls for for Labour every single year on the social media are that Labour are going to win on social media? Then when it comes to the real world and the voting polls, Conservative won for the last however many years. Because the demographics are different. So you might have a lot of support as well as negative for things, but it's away, it's away from the social medias that in, in the places that we can't reach as well. Do you know what I mean? That they're the opinions that need to be changed. Like all the, all the Black Lives Matter movement is saying is stop killing us. Please stop killing us because we're black. Stop treating us different because we're black. That's it. Yeah, it's still a debate. Why is there still argument? Why is there people protesting that fact saying all lives matter? Why is there? Of course, all lives matter. Yeah. Of but course, all lives matter. You can't say all lives matter yeah. when white people, yeah, obviously it is happening. There is examples where the same things happen. But it's like there's a lot of things that police officers, especially in America, they get away with because it's targeting a black person. They did that to a white person, the same crime or same offense. They're getting, they're getting time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a black person getting a slap on the wrist, and that—that's the sort of the thing that people get in arms about. But for me, it just always, no matter what, it's always going to create a division because then you have them protesting, but then you have the people that like are against it, and whether that's because they're against the protest, they're really against, you know, you know them sort of like subtle, more low-key racists that you have, so prevalent in in today's age, especially as a, like I said, as a white male, like, and I, I'm actually speaking for myself, but I can probably I can probably speak for you and the large majority of other white people out there is that when you're left in a place I say the only other white people you usually hear a lot of racist opinions so just before lockdown I remember I was just getting changed coming out of the gym um, like the local gym and there was a couple of old white fellas there and they were talking about this and then some of the things that they were, they were like oh well this is good it means they're they're not going to let that, none of them lot more come in the country. And, and that, that's what they were using, do you know what I mean? And obviously, they, they did go on to say a few more things, but I'm not going to repeat them. But, like, the racism is so, so, like, existing. And people go, nah, we're in the UK, racism don't exist. Racism don't exist in the UK. Racism don't exist in the UK. Oh, that's in America. Of course it still does. It's, it's, it's embedded into our, into our system, do you know what I mean? Like, and then there's certain people that are trying to use this as, like, a platform to... I don't know what they're trying to try to like belittle the the struggles of people that you you can't you cannot as a as a as a white person really you can you can sympathise you can't empathise directly with someone that, that that that's gone through these struggles all their life yeah like you 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 physically can't like even if we might think I might sit there and think not saying I do but I might sit there and think I'll stop going on about it oh gosh oh just ignore it you know what I mean. But these people, you know, these African Americans, all and all the other races as well, you know, all the different, like every single day through their life, like 
even the way we're educated. Do you know what I mean? Even the way we're educated, it is like you're seeing like we we there's westernized norms that we're we're pushed towards seeing as you know what is beautiful, what is good, what is great. And a lot of the times, like you see the American people, they don't they don't they don't fit their into that that image. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with the whole Black Lives Matter, I think it was just a speech you come out with, um, with with Andy Joshua. A speech you come out with. Um, I don't think he was saying to not speak to any white people or buy any people white people businesses. Like I'm pretty sure Under Armour's owned by uh, a white person, <laughs> his biggest sponsor, and I'm sure most most of the other country, um, most of the other companies that he's sponsored by. Do you know what I mean? Like that's fact. Like people call him, oh, he's racist. And, oh, I will never support him. I will never support him. Uh, I think if there is a couple of them, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think his pockets are gonna feel it that much. To be what do you What do you make of people calling him a racist then, with what he said? I think my personal opinion, if we're just taking this directly blunt, which I I, I typically like to be, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this is my opinion. I don't know if I'm right or I'm wrong. I typically think the people that get really, really up in arms about this Anthony Joshua comment, the Devin Haney, oh, I'm letting a white boy beat me. You know, the people that really get annoyed by them are the racist people that are waiting for something to be angry at. That's my personal opinion. I don't know how right I am, but I feel like it's a... They wait and wait and wait for something that they feel like is socially acceptable to speak up on. And that's what they attack. And then they stick to one point and they just try and drive the narrative through this one point that matches it. That's me personally. That's how I think it goes. I mean, people saying, I really, really supported Devin Haney. I've watched every one of his fights. But because he said white boy, I hope he gets beaten. Never, I'm never, I'm never watching him again. Mm-hmm. Really, like, come on, get out of here, man. It is crazy. But for me, that's what I think it is. It's the closet racist that they get like a, they get like a, a platform where they think, yo, we can go on this, and they just go with the high horses. And that's that's what I think they done with AJ. And I think that's why they dragged up them last screenshots like from before. Like, you you've been getting a lot of sort of stick for your, for sort of saying your piece on it and stuff like that on Twitter. So. Oh, but the the thing is, because one, I don't care about the stick anyway. But like I said before, I didn't really want to speak on it because I thought it's 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 not it's not my struggle, even though it's my friend's struggles. But it's like what qualifies me to speak on it. Then obviously, how big it went. I don't think there's a single person that hasn't spoken on it. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's that big. So, um, which is the biggest movement ever, wasn't it? It was every every state in America uh, protested, and wasn't it eighteen capital cities around the world? Yeah, something like that the biggest movement of all time. And that's great. I showed you where we're at. And it shows the support. And do you know what I loved? Yeah, I couldn't go to the protest in Sheffield this weekend. I had my son. Saturday's in my day and my son. So I couldn't go. But a lot of my friends did. And I just liked that there was a lot of support from every different, every different walk of life, you know, religion, you know, faith. Like, you had like, I don't know, your, your, your typical sort of like, you know, your, your street lads, you know, the ones that you see out and about, tracksuits up and all that taking pictures and sitting with like seven year old eight year old war vets and that with black signs life matters and that it was, it was great to see them like that, black and white you no know, like just it was there was a lot of love shown there and what makes me mad is most of the footage i was seeing you know from especially the Sheffield protest because i've got a lot of people obviously on my social media that was there so i had like good coverage of it if that makes sense mm-hmm. um most of what i saw was you know some quite a uh, peaceful protest of you know kneeling um you know little chants but a lot of it, they they were celebrating their culture, and that's what I like. That that that's what I liked, and I think like this might be going for a complete tangent here, yeah. But like when you look <laughs> you at the origin, tangent, Sonny. You always yeah, when you look at, I think one of the things I like about the culture, you know, you know, 
a lot of people say, oh, Sonny wants to be black. No, Sonny doesn't want to be black. Sonny likes being white. Sonny really likes being white. But one of the things I like about the culture of, you know, my friends that are African-American or, or, or Caribbean or however you want to, you know, like, wait, like, identify yourself, is that most of the times in hard times, the way they deal with things is to up the beat and, and, and celebrate. So there's silent protests of them killing black people. And what do you see? You see young black people dancing, lifting the moods, music, like, while still keeping their message, but like they, they, they lift it up. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's, that's what I like. And if you look at the, the pastimes of, you know, like rhythm and blues, like the blues all originated from, you know, like slave music and like the R's and O's, innit? That's what Nas said, innit? They, uh, the white man harmonized the R's and O's of the slaves, you know what I mean? That's, that's how they, they, they started the, the rhythm and blues, you know what I mean? And, and like, but that's what, that, that's what, like this, this race of people, uh, time and time again, they turn negatives and, 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 and mountains into 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 victories, you know what I mean? And I know obviously it's, it's it's a crazy time and I think with the whole lockdown it's made everything a hundred times more sensitive on every side of things. Yeah. Do you get me? So every side of things. So that's um, you know, the people that are sick and tired of being African Caribbean and, and African American sorry and, and, and putting up with, you know, every even if it's a little racism just they're sick and tired, they're standing up. Then even the people that are disagreeing with all the protests and that, because they've got nothing else to do, they're just more opinionated, they're more offended. I, I don't know, it just seems like a mad catalyst. The lockdown has been a mad catalyst for, for things to happen that potentially wouldn't have had as much of a ripple effect. Don't get me wrong, though, the Black Lives Matter movement this time could have made it to this size that it has, mm. which is the biggest movement of history of all time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, independent uh, movement um, but I do think you know the, the catalyst of the lockdown has made it uh, an environment where it's blown even further and reached even further corners of the, of the world and it perhaps wouldn't have for that that incident yeah I'm going to chuck in my, my two pence because I think a, a good friend of mine Tyrone Henry I want to give him a shout out he's, he's black Scottish and he done a uh-huh. he done a, an Instagram story on what AJ said and he, he broke it down quite simply. He just said it's generational wealth. White people in this country, we have generational wealth. Like mm-hmm. grandparents, grandparents, parents. Then I, I don't personally well, the white person. I don't, I don't, I don't. But I know what you mean. But there is wealth with white people in this country. Now, he, what AJ, he said what AJ is saying is invest in black business. So then the children and the children in the future, generations in the future, can have that generational wealth and they can go to the big universities and study and stuff like that. And I think that's basically was AJ's message. And shout out to Tyrone Henry because what he said in that Instagram post, which I listened to yesterday, he broke it down perfectly for me. Yeah, you're right. That's probably what AJ... Probably yeah, is of course. Of course, invest in the black. But when it's the, the them, there and there, they're talking about racist people. That, you, know, do you know the people that actively dislike black people? Or, or, or anyone from ever like... So someone that would just see someone walk past the window and because of the colour of skin, they won't like them. They're talking about them people. Yeah. They're not talking about, you know, the people that, you know, they're, they're talking about them people that just something deep in them, something has been nurtured in them or a place of hate and whatever. I, I don't know what, where it's come from of hate and, and, and ignorance and, and jealousy and scapegoating someone. Because a lot of the time, a lot of these prejudices and discrimination comes from the person isn't happy in themselves, whether they're undereducated, they're, um, they're poor or 
they're stressed or there's something going on. And the way for me that the government and things have been set up and society has been set up is the best way to do it is usually point someone out uh, to blame it. And I don't know, it's all conspiracies and you go deeper, but do you know when... Well, let's go. Let's go to conspiracies, Sonny. Let's go. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, do, you know, do you know just how they, do you know just how the way they gentrify areas and stuff like that? Like, they, there's so much deeper things at play, I feel like, in this, in this world and the modern society we live in. But, like, there'll be a, a neighbourhood, you know? There'll be a Yorkshire neighbourhood that is predominantly... A family will come over from Lithuania or something. They've seeked refuge. That's fine. They'll put them in, like, the middle of somewhere, like... They'll, they'll just chuck them somewhere. You're in the middle where, where it sort of is badger baiting a little bit. And then they'll chuck a couple of more, a couple of more. And it's like they divide it like that. Mm. And then and then the people... And not their data. It won't be their day-to-day interactions as to why these people won't will start disliking each other, not liking each other. But say you've got Bob down the road who, who, who's, you know, he's worked hard all his life and he's, and he's struggling. He's struggling. But then that big house over the road, a family just moved in that's just been flown over and put up. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's little things like that where it's not that family's fault and our government are, are beautiful for, for, you know, for providing when they can't provide it. I like that side of things. I like that socialism. Do you know what I mean? When people can't provide for themselves, it's our duty. We are, um, you know, we was put on, put on this, this earth, you know, if you believe in that side of things, like religion, we was put on this earth, you know, to raise dominion and to, 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 to um, you know, look after and nurture the world and everything in it, all, all living creatures, if you believe in that side of things. But by just putting someone with a difference in and giving them a little benefit, when really they don't know how hard their life's been to get to that point. You don't know what they've gone through, what them kids have gone through, family have gone through, anything to get to that point. They've got over there, they're in a free country now, got refuge, and now just become a little bit jealous because of their situation, different to yours. Not knowing that in the country they was at before, they could have been getting bombs dropped on their head. Mm. And you're sitting there complaining that, that oh, the, the beer price has gone up 15p again this week. No, but do you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, it, I know what you mean, mate. I'm, 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 it, it gets that when it's a matter of life and death and people are complaining about pubs and that being open. It breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it actually, like, people are literally protesting, screaming at the police, look, please stop killing us and our people and our brothers and our sisters. And, and then there's fucking Jason on fucking Facebook going, oh, all these people gathering, I want to go to the pub. Do you know what I mean? It's like, fucking hell, get some hindsight, get some perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't... And I'm just so glad that most of the people in my life I don't have them opinions. So I haven't got to check anyone on. I haven't got to, you know, go to someone that I see every day and they've got these mad opinions because I can't keep my mouth shut. I'll I will speak at them and then more time you're gonna fall out because unless you can give me a reason as to why you are predisposed, disposed, dis, I don't know how to say the word, but if you're pre-set up to um, hate someone of a certain race, I want to know why. I, I want to know what, and, and most of the answers they can't give you. They can't give you them. If you ask a race person why, they, they can't tell you because I don't want to say it's not their fault because it is their fault for being racist, but just like the system, just like the system is set up in a way that doesn't benefit, you know, people of different ethnic minorities, not all the time. Do you know what I mean? Just as the system, that the system is also set up to get these working class people sort of divided and there needs to be some conflict and that's what I think they always they work on all the time like the same way that the same way that a mother a mother will earn less money going to work for 20 hours a week than staying at home to look after their kids 
Does that make sense? What I just said. Mm-hmm. So by going to work for 20 hours and working, you're actually going to end up with less money. They want you to a lot of them. They want you to stay at that level of that level of poor. Do you know what I mean? Across the country, they need a certain amount of people that level of poor. And a lot of the way they create divide, in my opinion, is by race because they think that's very easy different. Do you know what I mean? And that's how they do it. And then, and then they infiltrate and, and push push people into certain areas. And I think that's how they. And then they and then people start. They run down an area. They run down an area by putting people that can't really afford to live there in. And then they make them all move out and they gentrify the area. But all the house prices are lower and cheaper. And then they can buy up all this land and then turn it into more. I mean, look at stuff, places like Brixton. Look at places like Brixton. When I was 11, 12, first going through Brixton up to the boxing gym, that was like, seemed like quite a dangerous place. You know what I mean? Now it's all hippies walking with top knots and students. In, in very expensive, um, in very expensive small studio apartment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for me, capitalism is evil. And don't get me wrong, I'm in, I'm capital, I'm, I'm a massive part of capitalism. I'm a professional boxer. I'm an entertainer. So I understand it, but it's evil at the same time. Sorry, I come back. Someone just called me. Someone just no, called that's me. fine. Yeah, you came back. You came back. Well, I think that. that... Basically, what you you've, de- you've what you said is beautiful. There, you've said your piece and stuff like that. But do you want to talk some boxing? I know it's hard to sort of like quickly change the narrative into the boxing type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about something so inherit it's inherently deep in terms of this uh, systematic racism and stuff like that that you're talking about. But I mean, you mentioned that you're an entertainer, you're a boxer. I mean, how are you coping with every, this lockdown and stuff? I know you're back in the gym, so how are you coping with everything? Damn, to be honest. Um, I mean, this might not come to a shock to too many people, but I would genuinely say, like, my personality in, inherently, I'm probably one of the laziest professional boxers out there. You know, just like, just not, just not just my natural personality, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just a lazy person. Like, like, for example, one of my sponsors I need to send an invoice to every month to get my money, yeah? I still haven't done it. Six days later. You know what I mean? I'm just a lazy person. All I've got to do is put laptop on my mind. I'll do it straight after this call. But, just a natural lazy person. So I always try to do anything the easy way. Um, so that being said, so that being said, chilling around and doing nothing for six, seven weeks weren't, weren't the end of the world for me, to be honest. I spent a lot of time with my son. I spent a lot of time with my son. I was having him pretty much half the time, you know, three or four nights a week. It's been great. Um, I was getting bored. I was getting bored. I'm not going to say I turned into an alcoholic. I didn't. I didn't. But I was drinking like three or four Copperbergs a day for about three or four weeks. You know, just for something to do. Yeah, I was yeah. that bored. Literally, I would get up, get ready to walk over to the car up on the road just for something to do. I was that bored. Yeah. I don't mind being bored. Now you're back in the gym as well, but I think there's you've been... Again, going back to your Twitter, you're vocal on Twitter in terms of wanting to fight. You know what yeah. I mean? Any British, Irish fighter, you want to fight them, but nobody seems to want to fight you. But now with this lockdown and everything that's going on, when boxing does come back, it, we're not going to be flying anyone from different countries. You're going to have to fight people from Britain. Have yeah. you spoke to your promoter, your management team, MTK? Have you spoke to them in reference to when you'll get a fight date and who you'll be fighting? Did they give you any names or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, so I've been. I was offered a fight in July. Um, opponent, I said yes to the opponent, but it was the date. Um, I would have about seven weeks or eight weeks from doing absolutely nothing for fighting, 
I've done it before, don't get me wrong, but to be fair, this is probably the heaviest my weight has ever gone up to, you know, through this lockdown. Because I was only like in the starting stages of a camp before lockdown, do you know what I mean? So I was only getting there when I had a layoff. So yeah, but now um my weight's in a great place again. I've already lost basically a stone since I've been back in the gym. Um, um weight's good, weight's back in um like a normal even probably a bit better than normal, I would be at about eight, ten weeks out. Do you know what I mean? So now I'm in a good position to just get a fight day. I've been offered a good opponent. A good opponent. Um, world ranked. World ranked. British-Irish? I don't want to give too much away, because if I just say... If I give like, one clue away, there's like very few people who it could be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'll give you a clue. Go on, then. No, no I'm not going to give this clue, actually, because you'll definitely get that clue. Um, All right, then. He's world ranked with WBA. World ranked with WBA. Super flyweight. Didn't say that. You won't get it. You won't get it. Yeah, I'll, just go, I'll just go and box with after this. But a good fight. No, but there's, there's another reason why you won't find it as well. But I'm not going to. But a good fight I've accepted. Um, a few people would have, quite a few people would have seen him box before on TV or other shows. Um, um, what was I going to say? ABA finest, senior ABA finalist. If you get it, don't say it. If you get it, don't say it. I don't think that would give it to you, though. I don't think that would give it to you. No, it's not. I'm, I'm racking my brain, but I can't. I can't think because you said you were super flyweight. I don't know if if you're sticking around there or what. Yeah, who, who knows? Who knows what way? Who yeah. Sam? Who Sam's going to be super flyweight after this lockdown? Is that that's what I was thinking? Who knows? So in terms of a fight date, when is sort of like Frank Warren, are you going to be fighting on the MTK shows that they're putting on or are you, are you going to be fighting on the Frank Warren one? You know? It made no difference to me. Um, give me a date, I'll be there. Probably most likely the Frank Warren ones, I'd guess. Um, they, they, want, they wanted me for this July, but I was like, look, just give me a couple more weeks. I'm flying now. now I wish I took it now. I wish I took I just thought it would take longer to get to the stage that I'm at now. But that's far and everything now. Yeah. Well, what's your thoughts on your brother coming to join you in the stable? You must be happy with that, you and Charlie. Yeah, great. I mean, I feel like you've, I've already noticed, like, like a little increase and like a push. It's going to help push my name, do you know what I mean? As well, both being on the same platform. It's a, it's a USP, which is always good. You know, a unique selling point. So, and there's, it might just be a pipe dream, but, like, when you've got other good brothers out there, like the Maloney brothers, at a similar weight, you know, they're Bantam and Superfly. I'm Superfly, Charlie's Bantam Superfly. Like, imagine getting them two on like a little double header. Imagine that, that'd be, that'd be unreal. And they're great fighters, they're world level fighters. Do you know what I mean? But they're the sort of nights we want. Like, putting the big fights makes sense. Um, That's the selling point you're talking about. Maloney brothers against the Edward brothers. Yeah, when's that ever happened? Don't think it has. And I'm sure they'll fight because they're game. They'll fight anyone then. And so are we. So maybe 2021. Edwards versus Maloney brothers. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's, that, that, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, I like it. And it's Australia versus England. Call it the Ashes. There you go. See, you're, you should be a promoter. You should become a promoter. Or a, or oh, a... Trust me, don't worry about that. I've already got job offers for after this. I've got job offers already for after this boxing game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about me. I'll be all right. But yeah, um, yeah, the Maloney brothers, I think that would be a good, that would be a special occasion. And then maybe a few more years if, if he's still around, Cal and Galau Yafai, you know, um, I'd beat Galau, Galau as an amateur. He then went on to the Olympics, he's qualified for two now. 
you know what I mean? So that would be, just me and him would be a great fight anyway. But then Charlie and Cal, you know what I mean? I don't know how fast they'll be moving to moving Galau, but he's not young and two Olympics. So maybe after the first 18 months, you could probably see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're still young as well yourself. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like... Yeah, don't get me wrong. Sorry, sorry. That sounds really bad, yeah. Like, if Galau sees it, that sounds like I'm probably calling him out. But no, nah, like, I like Galau. Galau's a really good friend of mine. Like, oh, like we helped him find out loads around. And he's a great fighter. Um, but again, like a brother's thing, like that's a, that, there's so little opportunity to do that. Do you know what I mean? So when there is the opportunity, I feel like it should get explored. It's what I'm going to be banging a drum for anyway. Especially if I beat this next kid and that does give me the WBA world ranking, then I'm on his tails then anyway. And that's then, I'm currently fourth for WBO, sixth for the IBF and twelfth for WBC. So that will, that's the only one I'm, I'm waiting for. There you go then, eh? What's your, what, I'm pretty sure somebody dubbed you the, the Mini Klitschko's. <laughs> what's, your, what's your thoughts on that? Do you like that name, the Mini Klitschko's, the Edward Brown? Nah, not really, if, if I'm honest. It's, it's been around for a bit now. I think Charlie said it as a joke once, or one, one, um, or one other media said it. I can't remember who said it. Um, Probably Coogan. Yeah, but it's never something that I've been uh, pushing out, like... I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, 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 we're a long way off the Klitschko, isn't we? We're a long way off them just yet. But, um, <laughs> and we're long off their height as well. But we're a bit off that as well. But, um, way off the height, the, the weight. I mean, if we could, if we could leave our little mark and there's a little Edward stamp on the boxing game somewhere. I mean, Charlie's already been a WBC world champion. I've been a British champion. He's been British champion. So we're, we're getting there. There's still a lot to do though. Mm-hmm. Like. You know what I mean? Right in the background, which just over your shoulder is my trophy cabinet. You know what I mean? It's, it's full up now, but I need to get another one. I mean, there's still a lot, lot, lot to do. too many trophies, Sonny. Now, do you know what it is? Do you know what I think the plan is, yeah? Because there's, in that one right there, there's like four slots. The British are one of my IBS at the top, yeah? But I want to go for it and replace them with like world titles or just better titles. So if like a European, then that one would slip out and then European would go in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then in my office somewhere, have have all the other ones. Sounds good. Seems you know you're you're planning ahead. You've got your sight sets on the future, which is good to good to see. Oh, well, I feel like when you you believe you can do it, then no one else can really stop you mm-hmm. until until you stop believing you can do it. Right, so now I've had you for quite a wee while. There, I mean, you've 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 broke you spoke passionately about the Black Lives Matter movement. You spoke about boxing. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap this up? Um. Yes. Right. All right then. So I know a lot of people have seen the the boxing game that's coming out, Esports Boxing Club, yeah, developed by Still City Interactive. Um, the first trailer came out. That was just like a very early development teaser, just to show like what they're sort of working on. People didn't understand that at the beginning of when that trailer came out, the studio that they're doing the actual graphics for. I'm talking the face recognition, the body recognition, the you know the actual graphics. What it's actually going to look like? That studio was closed because of coronavirus. That's just open now, and I've seen some pictures of some of the first people that I've got in there, and the graphics are insane. They look like a picture. I'll send, I'll send you a picture. Do I'll that, send you a picture. Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Really Bear in mind, even like the tattoos get scanned onto the skin, and that. everything is in, insane. Insane. Like the graphics are everyone I've shown. At first, when I showed them that, that uh, the little thing, there was a bit like, ah, it's a boxing game. Showing them that graphics different. Same as and some of the news. I'm, I'm and some of the news that is coming out in the next couple of months about this boxing game and which organisations they've got exclusive deals for. And it's going to be very, very, very exciting. Very, 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 very exciting. 
Well, Sonny, let's watch this space then. I'm look, definitely looking forward to it. Send me that picture, my man. Sonny, thanks very, very much for doing this for IFL TV, man. I know yeah, you. No way. Yeah, I appreciate your time and uh, everything you said passionately. Uh, stick in, my man. Hopefully, we'll get another interview soon, but hopefully, I'll, I'll be face to face at a show. Hey, hopefully, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Definitely, my man. Funny, stick in, mate. See you. Speak to you soon. See you later, mate.